You're fabulous. You're so pretty. Drink anyone Maybe if you show a little bit of cleavage. Maybe you're acting too smart. You're a boss. I just don't understand why you don't have no money. I would marry you. You're a tequila lover. You're not a party. party. You're the Chargers. No one wants to be Hey, all you catches, it's your favorite single gal, Erin, who transformed in front of your eyes, got reeled in in front of your ears, and had an Oprah aha moment that changed everything. Ladies, before we can reel in the catch of a lifetime, we must first bait the hook with self-love. Self-love is power bait. It helped me reel in what I believe to be a keeper. But even the best fisherwomen have to recognize when it's time to catch and release. You're tuned in to another episode of You're Such a Catch, a podcast dedicated to helping you realize the catch that you are. We do not have to be defined by our relationship status nor conform to societal norms. All we have to do is be ourselves. Last week, we heard from Keisha Fitzgerald, multi-passionate entrepreneur, speaker, podcaster, and CEO who's on a mission to help us women unapologetically share our voice and message with the world. Listening to this episode back, taking note of all the gems Keisha dropped, not right. but real nuggets we can take and apply to our lives immediately. It easily became one of my favorite episodes all time, you guys. <laughs> Confidence is something I've struggled with over the years, so learning practical tools that I can apply to my life and I've already started to use, it's life-changing. I hope you loved it as much as I did. Keep making those deposits into your confidence bucket. It works. Today, I'm going to talk to you about money. You're probably thinking, what does money have to do with the topics you usually talk about, Erin? Well, how does it relate to dating, relationships, mindset, or manifestation? Well, it has everything to do with mindset, and my guess is if you're anything like me, you're curious about how to manifest it. Our relationship with money also has a lot to do with our relationship with ourselves and our self-worth, what we deem we deserve. So stick with me because this conversation is important. We're finally going to ditch our limiting beliefs surrounding money and step into the abundance that awaits us when we change our thought process and approach on how we view money. But before we dive in, please make sure you've subscribed on whatever podcast player you tune in on. If you find this episode helpful, please share it on your Instagram or with a friend or someone you know who can benefit from the message. There's also a downloadable worksheet that corresponds with today's episode. If you want to follow along, take action and evoke change, click on the link in the episode notes to download and print the form. Ladies, the You're Such a Catch community is open. I'm doing a soft launch, allowing those who want to test drive it, if you will, the opportunity to do so. If you remember, I solicited feedback from y'all who were craving community a while back. Well, I compiled your survey responses and put the community together as best as I could to serve all of our needs. It's a foundation, a starting off place, and I cannot wait to see it take wings and fly. There are four groups inside of the community. You can join one or all. It's completely up to you. Again, these groups were formed based upon your input. So we have family tie besties. Family are the friends you choose and necessary when experiencing difficulty with blood relatives. We have social butterfly besties, recreating the bonds made in the ladies room at your favorite bar, club, or restaurant, 
online. We have self-love besties. The most important relationship you have is the one with yourself. And the last one, boss babe besties. As a female entrepreneur, your journey does not have to feel lonely. Inside the community, you'll see a greater description of each group and its focus. And every week I will go live on Wednesdays at 4.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time for an open discussion. Every month I will host a guest speaker who will be discussing on a topic selected by you, the community. I'll also be offering a book club and discussion inside the community. And as the community grows and in-person events are fully back, you'll be in the know and have first priority. If you're craving resources, a safe space, support of like-minded girlfriends, besties from all over the country, the You're Such a Catch community is for you. Sign up and try it for a month before determining if this sisterhood is a fit for you. I look forward to seeing your beautiful faces there. There's a link in the episode notes to apply. So today we're going to talk about money. We've chatted about abundance before, but money and abundance aren't necessarily synonymous. And you can surely experience abundance in other areas of your life outside of your finances. So my goal today is to get you to think differently about your relationship with money, speak differently about money, paying extra attention to the language that you use when you're having a conversation around money, maybe with your significant other, a friend, a family member, or even yourself. And I also want to give you a fun little game to play with the universe to see if you can manifest some money into your life right now. I often challenge my coaching clients to play this game when we're working on understanding how manifestation works. When we're able to understand finances and provide for ourselves, we never have to rely on another person or stay in a situation or relationship for the sole purpose of money. I'm sure by now you've all seen the tender swindler, which is a whole another side of how money can be leveraged in relationships or dating situations. My friends and I were just chatting about this this past weekend. How on earth were these women forking over thousands and thousands of dollars to a man they barely knew? But it happens and it's not that far-fetched. It happened on a smaller scale in my friend group. Quick squirrel sidebar here. My sweet friend matched with a man on Bumble. They started chatting. They took it off the app. They made plans to meet up. He didn't respond the day of when she tried to confirm their plans, so she didn't go. But he messaged her the next day and said that he was involved in an accident. She believed him. Why wouldn't she? He'd been super responsive and communicative leading up to that moment. As they continued texting, he asked her for money, saying he needed to have surgery. At first, he asked her for $5,000. Then when she said no, he reduced the amount to $2,000. Thankfully, she was keen to his deceit as things weren't adding up. He even sent her a photo of him in the hospital. But with our double-O agent hats on later, we determined that the photo had been photoshopped, his head on somebody else's body in a hospital bed. I don't say this to alarm you, but to remind you to be wary of situations like this where someone you just met is asking you for money. And if you find yourself in a relationship with a narcissist, finances are usually something they're after too. So in conjunction with the inner work you're doing to improve your relationship with money, pay attention to potential red flags to protect your safety and your self-worth. To all my divorcees, this money talk may hit differently depending on how things shook out after your divorce was finalized. Did you receive spousal support? If you had children, was the child support amount granted sufficient? I think we all know a situation in which it just doesn't seem fair. Or perhaps you're currently living one. 
This is not meant to trigger all of those feelings and emotions tied to that experience, but more so equip you to better respond to the circumstances outside of your control. I wanna be transparent here as well because I can relate on a personal level. When I got divorced back in 2011, we had been married three years. It was my money we used to put the down payment on our home. And I handled most of our finances for us as a couple. We had separate bank accounts and a joint account. This was primarily because he wasn't responsible with his money, so it allowed me to ensure that our bills were paid on time. When we divorced, I was hell-bent on not paying him spousal support. I couldn't fathom having to do that, especially since he was the one that had initiated the divorce. Our combined debt, are you ready for it, was $25,000. I know what it feels like to mourn a relationship and inherit debt that constantly reminds you of the relationship. Every time I stroked a check to our credit card company, I was angry, mad, frustrated. Here I was working tirelessly, foregoing things for myself to pay down the debt of two people when he got off scot-free. The first thing I want to call out here, and I'm also calling out my past self, is harboring anger, resentment, or any negative emotion does not bring you closer to manifesting or claiming what you want. If anything, it keeps you in lack. I had to make this realization on my own. I'm hoping today you hearing this part of my story will help you self-reflect and take notice if you're hanging on to any of these feelings that aren't serving you and you'll make a decision today to work through them and move forward. If you've already done this, girl, my hat is off to you. (laughs) You've given yourself the biggest gift of all. That's freedom. Overcoming our limiting beliefs, habits, and the behaviors we've learned at a young age or we've adopted from our close frame of reference is hard enough, let alone throw in a situation like this into the mix. So it's going to involve some elbow grease, but you can do it. I did. This is where we continue to work on our mindset. If you've been following the I Claim series and doing the weekly worksheets, I'm confident that you've made strides, and I wouldn't doubt you've taken notice of your own progress. So this work will feel similar. It's all about reflecting, recognizing the story that we tell ourselves, asking where the story came from, and then correcting that story. Remembering thoughts are not facts. We cannot treat them as such. This is all written down in the worksheet, but if you're in the car right now or outside walking your pup, I'll prep you on what you can expect. The first thing you're going to want to do is take notice of past experiences. We don't know which beliefs we have to unprogram and rewire if we don't have this information. When you're growing up, how did your family talk about money? Did you struggle? Was there more than enough? Did your mom say we can't afford that when you asked for your lookalike American Girl doll? You're going to write all of this down. This is crucial. You may not even realize you have these thoughts until you really sit and think about it. After that, you're going to examine your current situation with money. Are you debt-free? Do you carry a lot of debt? Are you in a position like I was back in 2011, frustrated, mad, harboring anger because your divorce left you relationshipless and paying off your wedding photographer for the next five years? Or are you comfortable? Are you on your way to purchasing a home, taking that vacation you've dreamt of, or treating yourself to the handbag you've been eyeing for months? 
Everyone is going to have a different starting off place, and that's okay. The good news is that doing this work and understanding that money is simply an exchange of energy gives everyone the opportunity to improve their relationship with it and better equip future generations too. So if you've emptied your thoughts and you're starting to see some parallels, this is good. What happens next is a bit more challenging. We have to unprogram and disassociate from beliefs, thoughts, and perspectives that don't align with where we want to go. So if we're told as a kid, money doesn't grow on trees, the implied there is that it's hard to come by. We won't be able to afford things. And conscious or subconsciously, we've carried that around with us our whole life. And it's impacting how we spend our money, how we save our money, how or if we invest our money. Well, you get the idea. It's like in The Devil Wears Prada where Andy thinks she consciously chose the blue sweater she's wearing, but Miranda schools her on why she's actually wearing that blue sweater. Here. It's a tough call. They're so different. Mm. Something funny? No. No, 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 nothing's, you know, it's just that both those belts look exactly the same to me, you know, I'm still learning about this stuff and, uh... (laughs) This stuff? Oh, okay, I see. You think this has nothing to do with you. You go to your closet and you select, I don't know, that lumpy blue sweater, for instance, because you're trying to tell the world that you take yourself too seriously to care about what you put on your back, but what you don't know is that that sweater is not just blue, it's not turquoise, it's not lapis, it's actually cerulean. And you're also blithely unaware of the fact that in 2002, Oscar de la Renta did a collection of cerulean gowns, and then I think it was Yves Saint Laurent, wasn't it, who showed cerulean military jackets. I think we need a jacket here. Mm. And then cerulean quickly showed up in the collections of eight different designers. And then it uh, filtered down through the department stores and then trickled on down into some tragic casual corner where you no doubt fished it out of some clearance bin. However, that blue represents millions of dollars and countless jobs. And it's sort of comical how you think that you've made a choice that exempts you from the fashion industry when, in fact, you're wearing a sweater that was selected for you by the people in this room from a pile of stuff. It's the same concept. So without biting off more than we can chew, we have to change the story that we tell ourselves. And that starts with us in the language that we use. I have a relatively good relationship with money now, but I'm also human, so I have to ensure I catch any thoughts that don't align with my beliefs or correct any language if I speak before thinking. I do my best not to tell myself stories like, that's too expensive, I can't afford that, or I'll never be able to buy that. At first, you may catch yourself telling a friend, I can't do dinner and drinks this week. I can't afford it, I haven't been paid yet. But soon you'll have that self-awareness and you'll change your language. Now, I can't tell you what to replace that language with because if you don't actually believe it, it won't do any good. You have to co-sign on the belief or it won't help. So if you can't wrap your brain around financial freedom, start with having enough financial abundance to cover your expenses and your responsibilities. And if you just can't stop having these types of conversations or saying this language, quit talking about money, period. Just stop. And if you're in your car right now, rolling your eyes and thinking, this will never work, 
girl, let's chat because I am living proof that this will work, that it does work and that it did work. I offer one-on-one coaching where we can deep dive into these scenarios and undo whatever's holding you back and get you that freedom because the only thing holding you back right now is you. To illustrate my point, I went on to pay off all of my collective debt with my ex-husband. I've bought and owned three properties now in my 40 years of life. My current one, I manifested 1.5 miles from the beach. And as you also know, I was laid off from my corporate job during the pandemic. So I've had to pivot now that I'm an entrepreneur. Have I figured it all out? No. Do I still struggle from time to time with my thoughts and the language and the things that I tell myself? Yes. But do I express gratitude each and every day for what I have and for my ability to grow in this area of my life? One hundo P. All right, who's with me? Y'all, 2022 is our year. If you're not with me, I really need you to take a hard look at your life. Why do you tune into the podcast? If you want to evoke change, you have to be willing to do something different. We all know the definition of insanity. Here's the fun part, okay? This is a game that I learned from one of my manifestation coaches, Catherine Zinkina, and I've adopted my own version that I use with my clients. Because if we treat it as a game, it removes any pressure you can associate with it. So here we go. All right, here's your first step. You're gonna think about a dollar amount that you want to manifest. Now try to pick a number that isn't a shoe in And what I mean by that is don't say $20 because we all know that $20 is a very reasonable amount that can come into your life at any point in time. So really truly challenge yourself here. Challenge the universe. Maybe $10,000 feels too unrealistic to you, but maybe $500 or a thousand feels exciting and like a number you could actually, you know, get behind and believe in. So after you determine what that dollar amount is, you know, again, this is all pertinent to you, whatever you can believe and get behind, you're going to write this number down on a piece of paper. And I want you to use your own verbiage, use your own language, but whatever feels comfortable to you, you're going to write a letter to the universe. And that letter can sound something like this. Dear universe, thank you so much for, enter that dollar amount, that I unexpectedly received this week. I have complete faith in this process and release any confines I placed on how that came to be. May this or something better come my way. And so it is. Place this piece of paper somewhere until it manifests, maybe in a drawer, a special place on your dresser, somewhere that feels good to you. Now, I want you to really hone into gratitude. You're going to be grateful, 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 as my mother says. You're going to feel as if the money is already in your hand or visualize it in your bank account with those additional funds. What positive feelings do you notice? Maybe your whole demeanor changes. Maybe your posture changes. Maybe now you're sitting up a little, you know, taller, but believe as if your manifestation has already occurred. Now I want you to pay attention to synchronicities, any signs from the universe that occur during the week. Do you receive a surprise check in the mail with a refund? Are you issued a credit for an unforeseen reason? Do you reach into a jacket pocket or put on a pair of jeans you haven't worn in a while and find $20 in the pocket? Don't obsess too much over the inspired action as 
It will come on its own, but pay close attention as it's guiding you to the money you're in the process of manifesting. Now, the next one's kind of hard for people, but you let it go. Don't fixate on it. Don't let the result of your desire hold you back. Surrender. Let go and let the universe do its thing. You may take inventory that this is the hardest step of the entire process. You really have to hone in on that feminine energy, that receiving. You have to relinquish any resistance in its way. And lastly, you celebrate. You celebrate when the manifestation comes to fruition. You go all out, you cheer, you dance, you do whatever feels natural to you to express your gratitude, your admiration to the universe for delivering. This will engage your subconscious and you'll actually attract more money. It alerts the universe that this is important to you and to bring you more of it. I have seen this work in my own life, in my clients' lives, and it's pure magic. It's incredible. The universe is an abundant place and money is the exchange of energy. We're the ones who limit ourselves from financial freedom, from abundance, from not being worthy to receive, but not anymore. Today, we claim a better relationship with money. Thank you for sticking with me on this episode. I know sometimes it's more fun to chat about the lighter subject matter, to exercise self-deprecating humor in these situations, or whatever the case may be, but we're bossing up in 2022. We have goals. We have experiences to cross off our live list. We have a white sand beach in our future with cocktails with small little umbrellas popping out of them that's calling our name. We can do the work so we can enjoy the abundance that is out here. Here are my key takeaways from this episode. One, at any point in time, we can change our relationship with money and our financial situation. Two, having self-awareness with the language that we use and monitoring thoughts that don't serve us is essential. We are humans and we innately think and lack until we consciously do the work to change that. Three, money is the exchange of energy. It's not the root of all evil or any other fib we've adopted over the years. Understanding the way energy works will open doors in ways you've never experienced. Four, harboring ill will, anger, any negative emotions towards someone else after a divorce or with matters of child support only keeps you in lack. Work toward finding peace in your situation for your own well-being. Up-level and spend your energy creating a better life for you and your kids. And lastly, make the commitment to yourself to do the work. Change will not happen without effort. Start small, start today, ditch your excuses. The iClaim series will be wrapping up at the end of March, but don't worry, your Such a Catch will be back with season four. And there's still a few episodes to come, so later this month you'll hear from Leanna Joan, host and creator of the Hello and Goodbye podcast, who aligns with YSC with her vulnerability, post-divorce dating experiences, and optimism. Sloan, who was a guest on season one, is also coming back. She helps us women up-level in every area of our life, including our most important roles as mothers, entrepreneurs, and purpose-driven women. So much goodness, so stick around. And you may see some of these women pop up in our community, too, as guest speakers and collaborators, giving you the chance to address them and ask any questions you may have directly. I cannot wait. I'm so ready for this, hence why I'm taking a small break from the pod to focus solely on the community. Ladies, I said it once and I'll say it again. Before we can reel in the catch of a lifetime, we must first bait the hook with self-love.